You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Hell State Nation? Welcome into Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast dedicated to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I'm your host, Taylor Jones. Locked On Mississippi State is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And not just Mississippi State, the Locked On Podcast Network is home to several great podcasts, no matter who your team is. If you're a Mississippi State fan and you also like the New Orleans Saints, for instance, my guy Ross Jackson hosts a fantastic podcast on the New Orleans Saints. Be sure to look up Locked On Saints and get your daily Saints content. If you're anything like me and you're really big into watching the World Series right now, Locked On Rays, Locked On Dodgers, both of those shows, perfect for getting the latest news in both Dodgers and Rays camp as they compete for a World Series title. The Dodgers uh, taking a 3-2 lead over Tampa in the series. Heading into uh, today, our guy Hunter Renfro had a pretty big home run on Saturday night, which ended up being a uh, contributing factor in the Rays getting a uh, – the Rays tying it up at two games apiece on Saturday night, a game that ended uh, very wildly, very Braves-esque if you will. I am a Braves fan, so I can say that. If those Braves fans are uh, listening to me, they know my pain. But uh, if you're you know, a fan of any team in the NBA, the NHL, the MLB, the NFL, and of course, there's a lot of great college podcasts out there as well. If you remember our shows a couple weeks ago when Mississippi State hosted Arkansas and they uh, played Texas A&M, you may have... Uh, Heard several uh, locked on hosts, John Neighbors from Locked On Razorbacks and Cole Thompson from Locked On A and or Locked On Aggies. Uh, there's a lot of great shows out there. Uh, my friend Luke Robinson, the host of Locked On Bama, be able to uh, be sure to listen to him this week ahead of Mississippi State's game with the Crimson Tide coming up on Saturday night. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So when you go to BuiltBar.com and make your purchases, use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get 20% off your next order. Again, that is Built Bar. 20% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. And speaking of Alabama, I'd like to talk about them a little bit. They're going to be hosting us this week, this Halloween uh, night. It's going to be a 6 o'clock kickoff at uh, Bryant-Denny Stadium, that game on the big network ESPN. And uh, something big happened with them. Uh, Jalen Waddle is uh, going to be out for the rest of the season due to uh, breaking his ankle against uh, Tennessee. And uh, that's a pretty big blow. You know, Tennessee, or uh, Alabama rather, um, known for putting up uh, big uh, receivers. You've got Jerry Judy with the Broncos right now, um, Amari Cooper. Uh, for my favorite team, the Atlanta Falcons, we've got two former uh, Crimson Tide receivers and Julio Jones and uh, Calvin Ridley. But uh, Jalen Waddle expect to be out the rest of the year, according to uh, Alex Scarborough from ESPN. Uh, it was a combination of a high ankle sprain and a fracture during a kickoff of uh, their win 
against Tennessee in Knoxville, and he's going to be out for the year, which is very uh, unfortunate. A quote from Nick Saban on him, he said that they're going to fly him back privately to uh, be with the doctors and take him to Birmingham and see what they have to do right away. And if that's the case, we're pretty certain that it is, that he will probably be out for the year, which is um, which is hard. You don't want anybody to uh, lose their you know, lose their season no matter, you know, who they are or who they play for. Uh, but, you know, that's probably the last time that we'll see Jalen Waddle in a Alabama Crimson Tide uniform because looking at Mel Kuyper's draft board right now, he is number 12 <laughs> right now. So if I were you, Jalen, I would uh, definitely worry about going and getting that money <laughs> right now. That is for sure. But Alabama, you know, that uh, didn't really slow them down any as they were able to knock off Tennessee by a score of 48-17. to I believe that was the 14th, 14th win in a row for the Crimson Tide. Just, uh, just insane what they've been able to do over the Tennessee Volunteers. And the thing about that rivalry is, is that before Alabama went on that huge run, Tennessee was on a huge run of their own. I can't remember exactly how many uh, wins they had in a row, but it's definitely in that rivalry. Whoever's up at that particular time is whoever's is going to win, um, going to win the game year in and year out. Uh, Steve Robertson, Steve Robertson from Jeans Page. You need to give him a follow at Scout Steve R. He's one of the best beat reporters that are out there covering Mississippi State. He's a heck of an author as well. Has several books out. Definitely worth the follow. Again, he's at Scout Steve R on Twitter. But Steve Robertson, he tweeted out something on Saturday about the Alabama-Tennessee game. And it's definitely something that I do want to talk about in tomorrow's show with Bart Heights. So be sure that you uh, like and subscribe us. That way that you don't miss tomorrow's episode where Bart and I talk about this. But he said on Saturday, Alabama is about to coast to their 14th straight victory over Tennessee. Most of those have been blowouts. This is not a rivalry worth holding the rest of the SEC hostage for. Correct? Uh, So stop the insanity. Send Missouri to the West and send Auburn to the East. I'm not going to get too much into my opinion on that right now. That's definitely something I want Bart to uh, be a part of for sure. So be be sure to listen to tomorrow's Locked On Mississippi State as we give our thoughts on that tweet. And uh, just the state of the SEC right now, it's going to be a... uh, fun show uh, no doubt about it today's show is brought to you by built bar built bar is the delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar they're covered 100 in chocolate they're soft and easy to chew but they are low calorie low sugar they're high in protein high in fiber perfect for those that are on the keto diet and perfect for those that are health conscious because you can either lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Well, how delicious are these treats? They've got 18 amazing flavors, including the OG flavors of raspberry, salted caramel, double chocolate, toffee, almond, peanut butter, brownie. But they've also got six new flavors, including my favorite, cookies and cream. You've also got to go with the cherry barcia as well, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, lemon almond cheesecake, and caramel brownie. If any of those sound good to you, what I would recommend you do, and it's something that I like to do, me and my wife enjoy doing this because we find brand new flavors that we love by doing this. There is a three-pack. You get six of three different flavors, six bars of three different flavors, 18 total. 
and you get to find your favorite flavor of Built Bar that way. That's what I like to do. I think it's a great way to save. It's a great way to learn about Built Bar and enjoy what the uh, what the product is all about. So when you do that, or if you just want to try one bar out, go to uh, BuiltBar.com. When you make your purchase, be sure to use the promo code Locked On, and you will get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. So we talked a little bit about the Alabama game right there. Alabama getting a big win over Tennessee, 48-17. It was their 14th straight in the rivalry. Unfortunately, they uh, had to do so without Jalen Waddell, and uh, he's not going to be playing against Mississippi State this weekend. We do wish him a uh, speedy recovery and an incredible career in the NFL if that is where he um, elects to go following the conclusion of the 2020 season. But three other games were played in the SEC over the weekend. All for the most part, it was a pretty quiet weekend. Uh, we were off. Uh, Texas A&M was off. Georgia was off. Florida was off. Um, I believe uh, Arkansas was off as well. Not very many teams played uh, this week in the SEC. The only team that featured a ranked team from the SEC was the Alabama-Tennessee game. And Alabama, of course, ranked number two getting a big win. You had Auburn defeating Ole Miss 35-28. to Again, another controversial ending for the Auburn Tigers. They got a big win on the road at Oxford, though. Kentucky falling to Missouri 20-10, to and a game that kind of surprised me. I didn't get a chance to watch this game because uh, the World Series was on and uh, State's not playing, so, uh, of course, I'm watching baseball. But LSU defeated South Carolina 52-24. to What does that say about either one of those teams? I don't know. LSU, a team struggling to find their identity, uh, really. A team that lost to us by giving up a ton of uh, points, giving up a ton of stat, or a ton of numbers, um... And then going up to Missouri a couple weeks later and losing to them on the road. South Carolina coming off the high of beating a uh, Auburn team at home. It was the first time in probably, I don't know, 85, 90 years. I think it was the first time that they had beaten them since they were members of the SEC back in 1992. But uh, they were you know feeling pretty good about that. And then they traveled to Baton Rouge to take on the Tigers and get smacked 52-24. Uh, they did have T.J. Finley come in and play quarterback for the LSU Tigers. He was 17-21 of 21 for 265 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. He also had 24 yards on the ground. Uh, Tyrion Davis-Price, he had a uh, pretty good game, rushing for 135 yards and a touchdown. Three rushing touchdowns. Uh, Emory had a touchdown as well for the LSU Tigers. Colin Hill, 12-22 for 234 yards, a touchdown and an interception. He threw a touchdown pass late in the ball game with the 739 mark in the uh, in the fourth quarter. He capped off a seven-play, 75-yard drive. Uh, Colin Hill, again, the uh, quarterback transferring from Colorado State, uh, still, uh, still trying to find his way at South Carolina. Harris had a good day running the football, 126 yards for the Gamecocks. Uh, Mullins, a tight end for South Carolina, had 101 yards 
in the uh, in the ball game as well. But going back to this Auburn Ole Miss game, it was the third win this year for Auburn. That's the only three wins that they have. The third win this year that was dictated by. I don't want to say it was the officials' fault, but it was definitely not something that they saw right away. This game ended on what should have been, well, I don't I don't know if Ole Miss would have won the ball game by doing this, but they would have gotten seven extra points because of it. It was a, uh, a kickoff. No, it was a punt. It was a punt. And uh, the punt bounced off the Auburn returner and rolled into the end zone. Ole Miss fell on it in the end zone. Should be touchdown Rebels, right? But no, the... But no, the officials did not see the ball being touched by the um, by the Auburn returner, and so they thought, okay, well, they're just going to let it roll in the back of the end zone as a touchback. Mm, yeah, so that's the uh, third one in a row that uh, Auburn has been helped by the SEC officiating crew. If you remember a couple weeks ago when they played Auburn on a on a play where they should have spiked the ball. It was a fumbled snap. Bo Nix picks it up and throws it behind him, and Arkansas should have recovered, but they blew the play dead. And then there were several plays in the Kentucky game where Kentucky scored, but the officials didn't see it that way, and uh, Auburn ended up getting the benefit of the doubt in that one. So, uh, yeah, Auburn getting another big win in SEC play. They moved to 3-2 and two in the SEC. Well, the good news is, guys, is that Mississippi State is back on this Saturday. It is game week again for the Bulldogs to get ready to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. You've got a couple more days to wait on that. You don't want to get too worked up. You just want to go ahead, do everything you got to do this week, and just relax for Saturday. And the best way to help you relax is to just sit down on the couch, find a game to watch, and crack open a cold Coors Light because... Coors Light is the only beer that is literally made to chill. So all you got to do is uh, find you a game on TV. Uh, I know some college football games will be coming on later in the week. Um, You've got the World Series games coming up. Hunter Renfro completely killing it for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And they've got uh, one, hopefully two more games left in the World Series. So Coors Light is definitely the way to uh, help you cheer on the Rays and to cheer on your Bulldogs this Saturday as they take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect, perfect for a moment to unwind. So Coors Light, that's the one that I choose when I need to unwind. Maybe it can be the perfect one for you as well. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that is literally made to chill. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Mississippi State. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON. And you will get 20% off your next order. So we recapped uh, several SEC games so far. We talked about the Alabama-Tennessee game. We talked about uh, LSU getting back on the winning track by blowing out South Carolina at home 52-24. And Auburn uh, getting lucky again. They defeated Ole Miss by a score of 35-28. 
So then another game that we need to keep an eye on, a team that we've already played in Kentucky and a team that we will play later on in the Missouri Tigers. Uh, Missouri getting a win over Kentucky in Columbia, that one being a 20-10 decision. Um, Not a very good day passing-wise for the Kentucky offense. Uh, Terry Wilson only uh, 3 of 9 for 35 yards and a touchdown. We saw Joey Gatewood get back in there for uh, 1 of 4 and for 12 yards. Just not a good day offensively at all for the Kentucky Wildcats. Their leading rusher was uh, Rodriguez, who we didn't see in the Mississippi State game uh, a couple weeks ago. He only had 40, uh, 48 yards. A.J. Rose had 43 yards. Uh, Joey Gatewood, 6 yards. I mean, just not the best uh, rushing-wise or really passing-wise either for the Kentucky Wildcats. But again, another really good day for Missouri as they're starting to really come together and find their identity under Elijah Drinkowitz. Uh, Basilic had uh, 201 yards. He didn't throw a touchdown or an interception, but he did complete 21 of his 30 passes. Larry Roundtree, another great game on the ground, 126 yards, two touchdowns, and um, really spread the wealth against uh, the Kentucky defense as well as you had four wide receivers that had at least 20 yards, being led by Knox, who had 60 on five catches. So it was a uh, pretty slow week in the SEC. Um, taking a look at the SEC standings as uh, as of right now, Georgia and Florida, two teams that were off this week. Georgia at three and one, Florida at two and one. Florida still looking to play their first game since being shut down due to uh, COVID nineteen protocols. But they are expected to be uh, back at home this week against the Missouri Tigers. Uh, so we hope that everything's going well in Gainesville. Missouri getting another big win over Kentucky this week. They're now 2-2. Two and two. Their two wins being against LSU and Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky at 2-3. and three, South Carolina at 2-3. and three, The Vols at 2-3. and three, And Vanderbilt still looking for their first win of the year at 0-3. The only team in the SEC that has yet to record a win. And they didn't play again this week either. Alabama in the West is leading at 5-0. Texas A&M at 3-1. Auburn at 3-2. Arkansas 2-2. LSU 2-2. The Bulldogs at 1-3. And and Ole Miss at 1-4. Mississippi State getting ready to travel to Tuscaloosa to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. That game coming up on Saturday at uh, 6 o'clock. That'll be in Tuscaloosa, and it will be played on ESPN. Uh, some other games coming up on uh, Halloween night, or Halloween day, rather. Kicking off at 12 o'clock will be Georgia at Kentucky. At 2.30 will be LSU at Auburn. At 4 o'clock will be Ole Miss at Vandy. Of course, our game coming up at 6 o'clock, Mississippi State at Alabama. At 6.30 will be Arkansas at Texas A&M. And also at 6.30 will be Mizzou at Florida. So, again, those games going to be Georgia at Kentucky, that game on the SEC Network, LSU at Auburn on CBS, Ole Miss at Vanderbilt on the SEC Network, Mississippi State at Alabama on ESPN, Arkansas at Texas A&M on the SEC Network, and on the SEC Network alternate will be Missouri taking on Florida. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it's going to be a full slate. Um, yeah, full slate of SEC games coming up. Uh, on uh, Saturday. The first time we've seen that in a couple of weeks, some due to having a bye week, some uh, due to having a uh, COVID-19 protocol. So it'll be good to have the SEC back in full swing this Saturday. 
One final break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Mississippi State baseball. They started the Maroon and White World Series on uh, Friday. We'll talk a little bit about those first two games and what to expect over the next couple of days as they continue throughout the week. This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. We talked some SEC football there in the first couple of segments. Now I'm going to turn our attention over to some state baseball as they started the Fall World Series. It was Team Queso versus Team Goat for uh, the first, uh, or a way to end uh, fall ball as uh, Mississippi State baseball getting ready for another great season hopefully a season that we get to see uh, the completion of as they're uh, coming off a big trip to Omaha in the 2019 season hopefully we'll uh, see that happen again next year as well but looking at what happened on Friday it was team queso getting a big win over team goat nine to four 16 hits in the game on Friday it was a, a pretty big game for Rowdy Jordan. Rowdy Jordan on Team Queso, part of the winning team. He was 5-for-5, five five and he scored twice. Some, uh, some more uh, players that had pretty big days offensively. Tanner Allen had three hits in the game. Josh Hatcher with two hits. Case Gardner with two hits. And uh, the winning pitcher for Team Queso was Chase Patrick. Chase Patrick, who went two innings, he allowed one earned run. He walked two, struck out two and threw uh, 34 pitches. But Houston Harding, starting for Team Queso, he threw four innings, allowed four hits, two earned runs. He walked one, struck out four. You also had uh, Parker Stinnett, who struck out four in his one inning of work as well. Carlisle Kostler for Team Goat, he threw three innings, allowed eight hits, two earned runs. Uh, only three strikeouts for the Team Goat, as, uh, Carl, as Kostler had one, Casey Hunt, who took the loss, had one. And Jared Schimper had one strikeout as well. Taking a look at some uh, key batting stats for Team Goat. Not a lot of offense in that one, but Braylon Skinner, he uh, led the way with two hits, and he also had one walk on the night. Saturday's game was postponed due to rain, so they moved the game to Sunday, and uh, it was another big win for Team K, so they squeezed one out. They won 6-5. to five. They scored their winning run in the seventh inning. Team Goat uh, also scored a run in that inning but could not uh, come away with the win. Team Goat, they had uh, six or seven hits in the ball game. Braylon Skinner, uh, Cameron James, and Logan Tanner each had two hits in the ball game. As for Team Queso, Rowdy Jordan couldn't quite capitalize on his performance on uh, Friday as he went 0 for 3. But you had another great day at the plate for Luke Hancock, Josh Hatcher, and Scott Debrelli as they had uh, two hits each. Uh, Lane Forsyth, he had two hits as well in the ball game. The winning pitcher went to Davis Ro- uh, Rocros as he threw three in the third inning. He walked two, struck out three. Uh, Eric Centarello had uh, three strikeouts in the game as well. As for Team Goat, the pitcher that took the loss was Stolen Simmons. He allowed four hits, two runs over two and two-thirds innings. Christian McLeod threw three innings, had a pretty good day as he struck out four batters as well. So taking a look at uh, the Fall World Series games that are coming up this week, 
Uh, they've already played two games so far. They're going to play a best of five. So the next game coming up will be today, or tomorrow rather, at uh, 3 o'clock at the Dude. And then you've got Wednesday for game four, and Thursday will be game five of the Fall World Series. So if you're in town and you're looking for some baseball to watch, definitely go check out uh, the Fall World Series at Duty Noble Field. Also, the World Series, uh, the L.A. Dodgers have taken a 3-2 lead over the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, still pulling for the Rays, though. They've got two more games to uh, to get the big win. As we mentioned, uh, Hunter Renfro just knocking the cover off the baseball in the game on Saturday. A 444-foot blast to left center field. Definitely pulling for him and the Tampa Bay Rays to pull this one out over the L.A. Dodgers. That's going to do it for Monday's edition of the podcast. Bart Heitz will be joining us tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about SEC and why things are the way that they are and do they need to continue being the way that they are. And, of course, we're referencing what we uh, talked about earlier in the show with the uh, Steve Robertson tweet about uh, why Auburn needs to be in the East, why Mizzou needs to be in the West. We'll definitely talk about that and, of course, uh, have more coverage for you as we get ready for the Alabama Crimson Tide We'll be making the short drive over to Tuscaloosa this weekend, and uh, we'll get you uh, definitely all caught up and everything going on as well. So in the meantime, you can follow us on social media at Locked On Miss State. That's Locked On M-I-S-S-S-T. You can also send us an email, Locked On Mississippi State at gmail.com. So until tomorrow, have a great night, everyone. Hail State, and we'll talk again soon.